today on CityCast Madison. The legal weed movement is sweeping the nation, but despite real efforts in the state house, weed's still illegal in Wisconsin. Madison's seeing a growing number of cannabis product stores that sell CBD, Delta HTHC, and other legal cannabinoids. And that includes cannabis that can get you high, just like the illegal stuff. Confused? To help us understand the current landscape for weed in Madison, we brought on cannabis activist and co-founder of Herbal Aspects, Alan Robinson. It's Monday, October 2nd. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Alan, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to get some download on what's going on in the weed scene in Madison because I've got questions. I've got answers. <laughs> and can well and cannabis. So <laughs> <laughs> got them both. Um, so Michigan has legal weed, so does Illinois, and soon Minnesota. But can you legally buy weed that gets you high in Madison? You most certainly can. So Wisconsin has legal cannabis too. Cannabis is legal federally. It was made so in the 2018 Farm Bill. It was just done so in a really sloppy, haphazard way that uh, created pathways that nobody really knows about. Yes. So I understand there's sort of like a loophole, basically. Was it around CBD? So in order to legislate the plant, I would say that a person would have to understand the plant. The first thing that the plant does is it creates cannabigerolic acid, that's CBGA. I won't get too far into this, but let's just tell you that that's the mother cannabinoid. Okay. Beyond that, it uses CBGA to make CBDA. Now, from CBDA, the plant converts CBD into THCs, different THCs. But CBD itself is not psychoactive. It still contains all of the roots and parts that it needs to make psychoactive molecules. So it comes from it's coming from the same plant. What's the difference between Delta 8 THC, which is what folks can buy here in Wisconsin, and Delta 9 THC, besides the fact that Delta 9 is the illegal substance? Okay, so Delta 8 THC, it is different from Delta 9 THC, right? It's about 60% less psychoactive. They are chemically very, very, very similar. They share one variation in the chemical structure. That's where a double carbon bond is placed, right? So it's like nominal. <laughs> so it's extremely similar. It's incredibly similar, right? So like it, in some cases, it does better things than Delta 9 THC or does things better. I have a lot of old people come shop with me. It's wild. You know, the 65 and up is the largest growing segment of new cannabis users, right? So these folks don't want to get super, super high, right? But but they do want to feel some stimulated euphoria and uh, a re relief of some ailments that they might have. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Delta 8 reminds them of a more like 70s style milder experience. Oh my gosh, if the number of times I heard from my mom, it's not the same as it used to be. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> and, it, and it's so true because it is not the same that it used to be. But, you know, in the days of prohibition and bootlegging, you only had bathtub gin 
and the whiskey that was bootlegged over, right? That was all you had. Now, in today's marketplace, you have literally thousands of brands of different alcohols, different spirits that make the same kind of thing and they just do it a different way. You have thousands and hundreds and different of types of beers and they're all brewed a different way and they all have different alcohol contents. There's variety in the marketplace. To say that there's only room for Delta 9 THC is absolutely ridiculous, especially considering Delta 9 comes from THCA, which is widely available in Wisconsin. And you can't have Delta 9 without THCA. So this is going to the fact that in this farm bill, it's almost like they didn't really do their homework. We'll, won't dive into that since we're going to stay here local here. But they're really similar. Delta 8 can get you high, similarly to Delta 9. Here's the thing, right? You don't necessarily have to go to Delta 8 to get, like, if you come to me, you can also get Delta 9 THC. Because it's not that Delta 9 THC is the bad one. It's literally, how did it come into existence? So because CBD can make Delta 9 THC, just like it can make Delta 8 THC and all the other cannabinoids, because it can do that, we can use CBD and do that. We can make Delta 9 legally in a very clean oh. and lab-tested certified way. If I grew it, I can't give it to you. If it's rich with Delta 9. If I grew it and it's not yet rich with Delta 9, it's rich with THCA, which you can turn into Delta 9, then it's fine for me to give to you and grow and sell to you, which I do often. So in essence, weed is legal in Wisconsin, yes. um, except for this very specific case, like lots of people selling different things of hundreds of <laughs> cannabinoids. The thing that I heard about Delta 8 is that they're synthetic, that they're not all, but that there's a lot of synthetic Delta 8 out there. What's going on with that? There's confusion in the marketplace, okay? Clearly. Right? And, and that's, what the, <laughs> that's what the real problem is, right? Because the answer to what you've just asked me is both yes and no. Is Delta-8 synthetic? No. Is it synthesized? Yes, absolutely. But then so is ketchup. You couldn't take your french fry and season it deliciously if you dipped it into a freshly sliced tomato. You got to do something to the tomato to get the ketchup. Okay. Well, we had to do something to the CBD in order to make it into Delta 8. Now, this is a safe process. We use at Herbal Aspect, I, I use lab-tested, certified GMPs. The efficacy and safety of the product are foremost. I wouldn't suggest you get synthesized or synthetic cannabinoids from a gas station because while... Delta-8 THC does occur and appear naturally in the plant. Things like THCO or THCP don't, and they're incredibly potent, and they're, they're widely available. So without education in the marketplace, you could take a synthetic cannabinoid from a gas station like a THCO or a THCP and end up having a psychedelic experience that was far more disorienting than what you had intended to take. And that's the crux of this conversation because there's so much out there and there's education that needs to be had. Something that we're touching on, I'm glad you brought up safety, is that this is not regulated. Bianca, I gathered a, a group of my business-owning colleagues together and we went to the Capitol 
in January of this year to lobby our state legislature uh, for that exact reason. Not very often do business owners go and ask for regulation. We know that there's inherent danger in what we are doing. And, you know, so as responsible retailers and business owners, we went and we sought audience with the, the decision makers. Unfortunately, Senator LeMahieu, who had just proclaimed being behind medical cannabis, he didn't meet with us. He actually turned us away at his door uh, after we had a scheduled meeting. It was very, it was crazy. You and other business owners are going in and saying, we want regulation. This needs to be safe. And I want to know, like, if I, as a consumer, how do I know what is safe? <laughs> like, what I'm buying is safe? Good question, right? So uh, being an educated consumer is incredibly important, but also uh, shopping at a reputable establishment. I wouldn't consume anything from a place that couldn't produce a certificate of authenticity. It's called a COA. So with our COAs, we test for solvents, residual solvents, heavy metals, test for pesticides. We test for all the cannabinoids, right? Which what cannabinoids are present. And that lets you know exactly what you're putting in. So as a consumer, if the establishment cannot produce a certificate of authenticity regarding the cannabis, then you shouldn't buy that, right? Because you don't know what you you don't know what you're putting into your right. body. Also, search the internet for what cannabinoid you're you're about to ingest, right? If it's THCO, you're about to have an experience that could potentially be thirty times more psychoactive than Delta Eight or Delta Nine, and that could be an experience that wow. you simply aren't ready for. Or you could, you know, easily overconsume and find yourself in a situation that you aren't equipped to do. You could get uncomfortably high. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that there are all of these other kinds. Are there others? Are those others like outside of Delta Eight and CBD available in Madison? Yeah, some of these cannabinoids are psychoactive. Some of them are not. They rest in two families, some called agonists and some called antagonists, okay? What's funny about cannabinoids, and this is all emerging science, all emerging research, we've learned that there is what's called a reciprocal molecule effect. So much cannabis or so much of a certain cannabinoid on board can do one thing, and then if you go to a different dosage, it can start to do something completely different. It can go from being an antagonist to being an agonist, like in the case of THCV. So it's a really interesting cannabinoid. And in that, if you were ever too stoned and had greened out and you took a little bit of it, it should decrease your high. Because you can push an emergency stop with the THCV, but if you put too much into your cup or under your tongue because it comes in a tincture, then you, you end up getting blasted off into a rocket ship and going much, much higher than you ever would have thought you did. Yeah, I mean, it's striking listening as just like, I hope lawmakers are listening to this conversation right now because it clearly needs regulation. It's out there. It's being consumed. And um, not everyone is probably as thoughtful or as educated in exactly what's going out there. I, you know, a long time ago, <laughs> learned about indica, um, in the couch makes you sleepy. There are different types of high. <laughs> really quickly, I wanted to ask, like, does CBD make users high? 
Again, CBD is one of those non-psychoactive cannabinoids, but CBD creates psychoactive cannabinoids. Also, indica in the couch. That's not a thing. It, it, <gasps> it's not? Well, I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not Look at that. Indicas, right? Indicas are short, stubby looking plants, right? Uh, sativas are going to be tall. Indicas are grown in like colder climates like ruderalis. They're grown in colder climates, things like that. What you're talking about there is what you're talking like the geographic origin of the plant, like the phenotypes of the plant. But that doesn't necessarily correlate at all to the kind of high the, that it uh, would provide. Yeah, the effects of the plant because that's caused by the cannabinoid profile. There's a thing called the entourage effect. So when different cannabinoids get together and get to mingling around, they do different things because of terpenes and flavonoids and even what you might eat that day. And if you have a diet rich with citrus, then you're going to have a lot of different citrus terpenes in your body that are going to enact with those cannabinoids differently. So like it's your own party. I have found honestly that if you smell the weed and it smells good to you, <laughs> that's probably going to get you the effects that you want. The better way to do to, to figure it out is through dosage. Smoke a little bit less if you don't want to be super, super stuck in the couch. Yeah, those are some really solid tips. The smell makes a lot of sense. Before we go, what would you recommend for someone who would like to try some legal Wisconsin weed but is new to cannabis? First off, I'd say start low and go slow. Doesn't matter where you go, right? Doesn't matter what, what place you get your cannabinoids from, where you get your flower from. Start low and go slow if you don't really know your dosage. Second, come on through Herbal Aspect. I got to build your own blunt bar over on Gammon Road. Boom. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, we'll show you the COAs for what it is that you want to see. We'll talk to you about what it is you're trying to achieve with your cannabis journey. Then we'll get you there. There are a lot of good shops in Wisconsin, but you'll know them when you go into them because if they don't use the the correct lexicon if they don't have coas if if you searched the internet and read read about what you want and they don't know more than you hop on out <laughs> well alan appreciate you this is very very illuminating and thank you so much you're very welcome i appreciate you thank you for having me on shout out to uh your producer mr dylan brogan That was Alan Robinson, local cannabis activist and the co-founder of Herbal Aspects. And here's what else Madison's talking about. An update on Assembly Speaker Robin Voss exploring whether to impeach state Supreme Court Justice Janet Protasiewicz. That's over comment she made on the campaign trail earlier this year. Voss asked three former Supreme Court justices to advise him privately on the impeachment issue. Meanwhile, a liberal watchdog group brought forward a lawsuit saying this group of justices must be public under the state's open meetings law. Former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice David Prosser, who shared he's on the panel, said in court last Friday that the group is not subject to those laws. A Dane County judge denied a motion to stop the group from meeting again, but the case continues. Another hearing is scheduled for October. And on the topic of weed, if you're interested in psychoactive plants, this week there's an event for you. 
The Borghese Mellon Psychedelic Pasts, Presents, and Futures Workshop is hosting their second annual Plants as Psychoactives and Medicines event. That's this Wednesday night at the Allen Centennial Gardens. There you can learn about botanicals like cannabis, tobacco, and opium, and some lesser knowns like ergot and diviner sage. The event is free and open to the public. Check out our show notes for a link. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who makes frequent trips to South Beloit? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.